Welcome back to another episode of Dual Alliance with myself, Alicia Solomon, and Megan Hines, where we discuss the challenge. We are back to discuss episode seven of Battle of a New Champion, Battle for a New Champion, Battle of Losers, Battle of Victims. I don't know what to show, call the show anymore because it's all over the place, honestly. This week, we saw someone come back who I, I used to be fond of, to be honest. And Megan, you know this because we've seen him come back or seen him on the show in the past couple of seasons on the main show. And I really like Devin. I'm just going to put the cat out of the bag. I really like Devin. And I didn't mind him this week, honestly. But when you have a certain kind of pudge going on, you might want to get the right t-shirt to wear <laughs> when you're on television. I'm just going to put that out there. Next time, maybe ask production for a shirt that fits you. Not sure what was happening, but <laughs> in conclusion, I think Devin came back. Devin came back correct. Yes, bare belly and all, he came back very correct. We'll get to the Chaos Master later on in the episode, but how we get to his decision, we'll start off at the top of the show where we get Callum being the main character a bit. First question up top, can Callum really have an in with the U.S. Alliance by proxy of Michelle? Or is this, better yet, is there still a U.S.-U.K. alliance at this point? Because I'm confused on these numbers at this point. I think you're confused as much as they're confused because they don't know what's happening. And for everything we've been talking about with this alliance nonsense for this whole season, they just really showed how they're just so out of touch in what's actually going on in the house in terms of who they're quote-unquote aligned with. And it's just like, I don't think they have any idea what they're doing. Like, they don't know what a, what an alliance means. They don't know what who's with them, who's against them, how to play. It, it's just, it's really just, I don't know. I don't even, I have no words. Like, I come on here, every, I really have no words into what I've <laughs> just watched because these people are. They're not smart. Delusional at best. Yeah, I, I don't even have words. Because Callum and Michelle are obviously like this in the house. He's trying to make use that to be in with the U.S. people. But granted, there's different factions within that even alliance in the first place. So some of them are not on the same page as they want to come across as. But he still has like James and Zara who are still there. I don't know where exactly Melissa and Batiste sit in that UK alliance because I feel like they're just on their own island either way. I feel like they're still in the middle. But it's just weird. But Callum told Emmanuel that on the UK season, like I mentioned this before, that the, that season was very straightforward. Nothing was really crazy because a lot of them are friends. It was just really quick of a format for them. But for him on this season, it's very, you don't know what to expect. And a lot of different variables at play. And I'm like, that is true, Callum, because this is what the challenge is. Like, y'all got a cakewalk compared to the main show. So that's that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for the most part, it's really no UK alliance, to be honest. I feel like that whole US alliance crap started when Michelle and Jay had brought it up, essentially, or Jay initiated it. And I mean, I guess they felt the division in the house. So the UK felt like they were on that same kind of vibe. But to be honest, like, I think they're just forced to be in this 
UK versus US alliance, which it, it just doesn't make any sense, to be honest, because they're not sticking to who they're aligned to. And of course, it's going to be cross division in terms of people connecting in the house, like Michelle and Callum, Mariah and James, et cetera. So it really doesn't even hold up to who they're protecting at the end of the day, because they're going to want to protect those people who have the, they have relationships with. Big Team Melissa, like we saw last week, are on an island by themselves. So they're not even in that alliance. So for all this nonsense that comes on later where they're trying to say that, you know, they should be protecting certain people, it no one protected them when they were trying to get them out of there. So it just, it shouldn't be reciprocated in that factor either. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Melissa, can she pull Corey into her little faction? No. Because her and Corey had a conversation. And he's telling her all the things that she kind of want to hear because he didn't know the state of the house of like who the next guy they wanted to put in. And granted, the Biden wasn't involved. Like nobody was really talking to him at that point, even later on in the episode, that he didn't know what was going on because nobody's talking to him. So he doesn't have a clue on like what guy would be next to go in. But that's really it. That's just the sounding ground for what happens later on because Corey has felt. At this point, on his own island within his own alliance, and no one's saying anything to him. So he doesn't know the state of the house at the moment. Yeah, we'll discuss it later. I mean, I have no words for Corey. Yeah. We're going to get into the daily challenge, which we're back in groups of either three or four. And they're playing Working the Angles, where the teams will compete one at a time as they'll be suspended over water on a large pyramid that contains a puzzle key on its faces. And it must work to recreate the key in pieces on the second pyramid. And they have to swing a rope to get to that second pyramid in order to complete the puzzle. The team of the fastest time will win this daily and have some power. The first group to go was Colleen, Olivia, and Jay. And Jay was being a little spider monkey, and he was able to get over to that other pyramid really quick and he was really showing his skill and talent um sure <laughs> showing why he should be here I don't, I don't really care for jay i think that he thinks he's more than what he is especially in a cast that honestly doesn't have any of the bigger name players jay is just whatever like i i don't i don't buy what whatever jay is selling like half of this cast I'm not really into it, but shout out to Colleen for making an appearance and having some kind of verbal uh, notoriety on this episode because, hey, girl, uh, we miss you on the show. And yeah, I mean, for most of these groups, it was more or less like them getting to the other side and trying to at least get like as quickly as they can. I think ob obviously the, cup, uh, the couple, the group that did the best in terms of getting this super fast, was Horacio, Kylan, and Big T, which is surprising, not because of who is on it, but I think because of the chemistry that Horacio and Big T have lacked, because clearly Horacio has said Big T's name a couple of times this season. And so it, I feel like it, it's underlying tension with them, but since they're playing together, like they have to work it out. Shout out to Kylan as well for for being there and do what he needed to do. I think also the funniest part of this episode was Mariah worried about that damn wide nose that she bought for $13,000. Mariah, please be so serious at this moment. Like, girl, she literally did not want to go across because she was, she, first of all, 
she brought up James and his accident, which that was the most notable reason that James is on this show to begin with. But from his season in the international show, James had an episode where this is the first episode, the first daily challenge. James fell in the water. His eyes got puffed up. He was swollen, blue, black, purple, and yellow. And James was out of the competition. So Mariah, being <laughs> terrorized by that, decided that she didn't want to go across because she was afraid for her nose job. And out of all the people, I would I actually think that Olivia would be the most good for her nose job just because what happened last season with Olivia. But no, on a four-man team that could have honestly did the challenge super quick with four, four people, like it would have been three people on that side getting all the puzzle pieces together, Mariah decides her 13K investment was more important than adding money to the pot or being safe in this challenge. And I think that's the funniest thing ever. It's just like, why are you scared to swing over because of the nose? But you had to jump down into the water anyways. And we saw when Olivia's group went, it was like her and Colleen. And when they finished, Olivia fell into the water really bad. But it took a moment for her to regroup herself, but she was okay. And she just, and we already know about her nose. With her doing that, she was fine. Mariah needs, should not have needed to worry about swinging over to the other side because you're not going to hit your face on the pyramid. You just had to worry about the jump down when you were done. But she just sat there and then ate her food and nothing while Reese was like, hey, just stand there. Just okay. You're, you're fine. But Aesop was like, um, you should have done, you should have helped this, but it is what it is. And especially with challenges this season where typically when they were voting for the house, like this would have been a clear disadvantage for Mariah because that would be an easy target for them to be like, she didn't even do anything this challenge. She literally just stood there and did nothing while everyone did everything else. And so I think she got lucky with being who she was on that platform with in terms of having Norris there because Norris definitely had her back and was like, you know what, if you're not going to move, fine. But like, if it was anyone else, they would have gotten to Mariah and rightfully so because like, you knew what this was coming into the challenge. You knew that there were going to be challenges where you're going to have to basically put your body on the line to win. And so if you were afraid for whatever procedure that you got done, maybe you should have just sat out and waited to come back to the challenge instead of rushing back. Like, I like Mariah. I think that Mariah can be a great challenger. I think that she's shown from the last season that she was on, that first season that she did, like she can be a great challenger in the future. But it's things like this where it's just like, come on now. Like, I, I, I'm with you until I'm not with you because that don't even make any sense for her to just even waste our time. Yeah. Another team, well, speaking of James, like he was very traumatized by the water once again, but he managed to be able to get over to the pyramid, fell off the pyramid gracefully. His team was able to get their check. They were the second team to go, and they were the first team to get their check done first. Like, it took Colleen's group two times to get it right, but everyone after that was able to get their check right first. Also, Berna, she was her ass is just out, <laughs> just out in the sun. And her excuse was is that she's a dancer and dancers hike up their pants. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what dancers hiking up their pants up 
in their ass crack unless you're shaking your ass. Like, I'm not sure what's happening there. Or you wear the correct pants when you do something like that. But, I mean, for all of that, Berna did still try. And she had an issue in terms of, like, getting the triangle right side up and not really knowing what was going on. And Michelle, out of all people, decided to just scream out and help her. There was a lot of people who were screaming to help like in terms of what they were doing. But Michelle was probably the most loudest in terms of helping Verna get it right side up so that they don't lose. And again, Verna's not a UK, a US person. So this this is where I'm also confused. It's just like they're trying to save all of these people and you're not aligned with them. Like that was a team with Corey, Raven, and Verna. I get that Corey and Raven are in the US alliance and Michelle and Corey made up after that whole mishap last week, but what does that have to do with Michelle? Like, I don't get it. I don't, I really don't understand why they have to do the things that they do. Like, why are you yelling to help someone else? Like you're trying to win. Like I would try to help myself get safe rather than trying to help her get safe. Like, girl, fuck you. I'm, I'm trying to win. Like, I don't understand. They, they're such losers. Like I, at the end of the day, if you don't know right side up, that's your problem. Like, I'm just going to watch you be like, damn, sis. It's not Sorry. a group project. <laughs> it's not a group project either. Like, this is a team that's up there doing this work by themselves. Where they saw it in total, oh, wait, which was something else different. But it was also really funny when they initially were on that first pyramid. Berna gracefully got herself to the second pyramid. Corey was near tears, almost. He was about to cry, having to go across and Raven's like fuck it I'm just gonna go over there he can stay here and just tell us this because that man was not trying to swing over to the other pyramid I'm like get a grip please I mean <laughs> I'm not surprised to be honest like he doesn't strike me as somebody who is I don't know like could, could like win challenges like period you know what I mean like I, I just don't get that vibe from him so I'm not surprised he was probably like scared shitless and didn't want to do the challenge but shout out to raven for you know stepping up and, and doing it because they needed to at least get a chance to win like at least be in the mix so shout out to raven for doing that and there was a couple people who went over that other side of the pyramid and did not land gracefully i.e kylan kylan thought that he was gonna be like jay and kind of just glide because for all of jay's faults and annoyances on the show jay actually probably did the best in terms of climbing on that side of the pyramid and like getting over to the puzzle and kylan was like oh he's look, he looks like a spider monkey you know he's just gliding over there and i don't know if kylan thought that he was just gonna go up and recreate that same magic but kylan almost fell on his ass <laughs> essentially uh climbing over there like he barely had a grip on him and i'm like Kylan. I try to root for Kylan, but he does things like that where it's just like you can see he's more of a fan than he is a real life player. Yeah. And that's what he's coming to terms with. I don't know if he's coming to terms with this season or what, but that's how, how he's playing. It's like, oh, there's a such and judge for play. Like, early in the season when the episode when Jordan came, he was like trying to emulate Jordan in some aspects during the daily and whatnot but this man is literally a challenge fan he watched the show before he even got on it like diehard i appreciate the dedication but at one point you gotta separate the fan aspect of yourself to you're actually in the game and playing for yourself and playing 
a smart and decent game. Because at this point, too, Kylan, as much as he's in the U.S. Alliance, he is just there and he's trying to like figure out his own game plan amidst all of that. Don't really care as much about the decision that he makes that will be impacting the rest of the group. So basically, the team that won, who was going lightning fast with good communication and going quick with pinning the pieces on the pyramid, was Horacio, Big T, and Kylan. And they are safe and they have to pick a man to go directly to the arena. And this is where Horacio lost me because this man really has no social game. He can't make a decision for himself. Um, that is solid. He was just squirming, trying to figure out who to say. And it was really frustrating to see because, like, Kylan being smart was like, oh, let's put Emmanuel in. I think Big T was like, oh, either a UK guy, James or Callum. And Horacio just couldn't say a name. I think it was more Kylan trying to go for, like, the UK guys is, I mean, Emmanuel is, should, should be considered international or UK in that alliance at, at this point because he's not a US um, person. Horacio, I, I don't see what they see. Like, I don't see what casting seasoned Horacio. I understand what he did last season. Like, he played decently, you know, for a rookie. And I know he's on another show in his country, uh, sort of kind of like the same aspect of how the challenge is played but honestly like Horacio is just he's not it like he has no personality he's boring as hell he just gives me church mouse like a Mexican church mouse like, I don't know what they see in Horacio like I, I'm being honest like he's boring as hell even in, earlier in the episode we didn't even talk about it but when he was talking about like moving slow with Maurice he was like I don't even like her like that like he he had to catch himself he don't even know what he'd be saying you know, like, and this was, at this point, Maurice's girlfriend. So I'm pretty sure the confessionals was done after the fact of the show being shot. So he's literally in the confessionals saying, like, he's trying to get to know her. He don't even know if he like her like that. It's like, dude, what do you like? What do you want? What is your personality? What are your hobbies? Like, I feel like he's so bland and dry that he doesn't even have a, can like, he can't even make a decision for himself. And to be honest, like, he wants to be one of those ones who clearly he's on the show, but he wants to be a champion. He wants to be one of those players that is, you know, on that level of coming in, standing tall, sort of like a Jordan, you know, in terms of coming in, being a rookie and being a strong player. But he doesn't give anything. And the fact that he couldn't even try to get out people who will be in the chance or in the way of him getting to a final and winning a final, like, come on now. I, I really don't understand why Horacio is here. He needs to go back home. Um, I don't know where home is, but wherever Coco be at, that's where Horacio needs to go because he get on my fucking nerves. Like, why are you here? You can't make a decision about anything, bro. Like, what are you here for? He he had the hardest time last week. Norris and him speaking in fucking Spanish. Now this week you come in and you can't even make a decision. It's like, dude, speak up. Yeah. Literally, like he said, like last last season, Olivia made the decisions for them. He was just there. They didn't. He didn't contribute to the core decision making for them last season. He comes into this as an individual. Yes, he has Olivia. He has the rider guy people there with him. But at the end of the day, you got to make decisions for your own self. You want to be a big top tier player in this game, a chance. 
you gotta also not only be great physically as a competitor, but also socially and politically. He has none of that. Like he has a social because he has friends in the game, but he can't. He has to leverage that and make decisions that are best for him at times. Granted, hey, if Emmanuel is me to pick, cool, living it, standing it. Don't go ahead afterwards and apologize because that's. I get you have a heart, but sir, it's a game. And Emmanuel understood it later on, but. It's just, please don't come on the show. But for everybody that come on the show, don't come on here and act like you we are one track mind and I'll let you get to the end. I'm sorry to tell you, that's not it. You got to be smarter than that. You have to have a voice. That man don't got a voice, but he has to figure that out. And I don't want to have to see people grow into that on the show because that's not what we're here for. We're here for you to already have a voice, be a personality, and kick ass. That's it. But that man can only kick ass like as a competitor but not as a decision maker yeah we don't have time for your growth i'm sorry this is the one place i don't care about your growth at all like you need to do that on your own time you need to come fully prepared to play a game and nonetheless to be on tv like he's just so boring to the point it's just what do y'all see in him because i'm not seeing it i'm not buying it like he's not giving anything and for all of the his he tries to make like he stands on integrity you know what cool like i'm not i'm not opposed to people having morals and integrity i would prefer if you had them so that's fine but essentially they pick emmanuel as a man to go in and they tried to make it seem like emmanuel was some kind of killer like jay even said in his confessional like oh you don't want to come after dracula and i was like am, am i missing when this happened like th- this, this whole vampire situation happened with, with Emmanuel. Like I don't even, I don't even remember Emmanuel so much to the point where this was his reputation on the season that he did with Tori. Like, cause I just remember him being up Tori's ass. Like that's really all I got from that season with Emmanuel. So the fact that that y'all trying to make it seem like Emmanuel is that guy, like y'all are just so delusional. I think on the last season they did end up calling him a vampire one time when he wasn't. I don't remember how many missions, many missions he did that season. But at one point, he ended up getting the vampire moniker, Dracula moniker, because of how his feeling, his energy was, and how he competed, I guess. But this is stupid. Like, and Emmanuel's a good competitor. I'm not going to hold him. But that man is not that great of a person for y'all to be saying, oh, he's Dracula. He's not who you want to mess with. With what pool? Like, he's friends of people. But that man lost to Devin. He called out Devin and lost to him. That's who y'all calling Dracula? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what, what they're seeing in him. Maybe they have more belief being in the presence of these people than what we're getting. Because i just not sure where this whole Emmanuel is the greatest thing since sliced bread kind of happened like it was really I'm, I'm, like, I'm like are we sh- are we sure we're talking about the same Emmanuel because I, I don't know I don't I don't remember this but okay cool like let's roll with it Emmanuel gets to be the pick great now they have to choose someone else and obviously they're going to go for the person like you mentioned earlier no one's really talking to Corey and they are basically saying you know what Corey is going to be the vote because no one is going to pick one of the U.S. guys, obviously, because James and Mar- um, Mariah are a thing, Callum and Michelle are a thing, so they don't want to pick any of the stronger U.K. guys to go in. 
And when Corey sat down to have the conversation with Callum and Emmanuel, and they were making faces in between Corey talking, because they were like, Corey's trying to figure out, he's like, I haven't heard anything. Like, have you guys heard anything? And Callum was like, no, bro, haven't heard anything. And him and Emmanuel are locking eyes and like trying to basically talk in like silence about what's happening. Corey is so oblivious to everything. At that point, I feel like he should have known that he was going to be the vote or at least going to be in the lead for a vote because who else at this time were they going to pick? Like, obviously they could have picked anyone else, but the way that this house is going and how it runs, they're saving people they want to save until they have to let them go. So Corey being so oblivious to that, it's just like, dude, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure where you're at with it, but wake up, buddy. <laughs> like they're literally sitting in front of him and having a whole eye conversation, which is crazy. That man is delusional. He feels like he has pull. He don't got pull. He literally said later on in Liberation that his actual number ones are Jay and Michelle. That's who you're looking out for. Everybody else is supposed to with him, but I'm like. Okay, I'll get to that. But before I get back on the Corey real quick, I feel like the writing was on the wall low-key for Callum, but Callum was starting to talk a little bit too much um, this episode as well, because at the club, he was talking to the group, like it was Jay, Berna, and Emmanuel. He was like saying that Narice is like Queen Bee, she's running the house, and he doesn't trust her. And Jay's like, I've known that girl for like five years. I, I hear you, but I'm going to keep an eye on whatever's going on. But that's that's my friend. I'm not about to do that. And, and Callum is like talking lots of different people. And I'm like, that might bite him in the butt. Well, obviously, when they give anyone like more airtime than usual, nine times out of 10, they're the person who's going to be in elimination and probably going home. So, yeah, we did get a lot of Callum this episode. And as far as that club scene, I feel like he was talking to the wrong people. Like, why would you bring that conversation up in front of Jay? Like, Berna is fine because him and Berna obviously felt the same way because whenever he said, you know, he felt like Norris was acting like she runs the house and all sorts of stuff, Berna was like, oh my God, I feel that way too. Again, Berna could be a part of that UK international alliance, but to have that conversation in front of Jay, Callum definitely got way too comfortable because he was dealing with Michelle. And at some point, she's going to have to choose or the house is going to have to choose between you and somebody else. And I'm pretty sure she'll go with Jay over Callum at the end of the day. So, yeah, Callum got a little too comfortable uh, for his his own self. And it definitely came back to bite him later on in the episode. But and, and Norris is running rut. Like, y'all just saying anything. I guess it, being in the house, like, it felt like Norris was running the house, quote unquote. But Norisa has been relatively mute for the most part, except for last week when she got into it with Melissa. Yeah, and because like, he noticed that when Horacio was making a decision last week, she had to talk to him in Spanish. Other than that, like th- nothing else has really popped up like of her like spearheading any conversations or any targets. Like she's just vibing at this point. Like she's she's sitting pretty in her position, but she's not running anything that has led to a lot of people leaving sure chauncey that was a decision but that's his personal pet petty vendetta shit 
But other than that, you haven't done anything. I feel like it's been more of the four, quote unquote, core. I'm not even going to put a stop in that. I'm, I'll just say the three people in terms of Jay, Michelle, and Larice that have the most, quote unquote, pull in the house. Like, I'm not going to just say it's Norris, but I do think that the three of them together have decided to like spearhead whatever's happening in the house because however they feel about their positions being in the challenge. Yeah. And every week is definitely different. But also at the end, like they're they're going to have people that are not even actual threats, which is the funniest part. So they're not playing great, those that core at least. We get to deliberation and it's time for Corey to state his case. Corey said, is there literally any other person aside from me that y'all want to put in? Everybody's like, no. And he asks why Ash, uh, Raven said that that man is a uh, flip-floppy. And he tried to put it back on her. Like, are you not also wishy-washy? Like, why people weren't trusting you early? Babes, we're seven episodes into this season. You've shown thus far. You're not that much. She's actually been sitting fine ever since that little mishap but people know you've been being weird the whole time it was just a matter of fact so your time yeah i think Corey again Corey came in and tried to play a social game that will get him far but he's not playing it well and then i feel like once him being in the house and seeing how connections and people were working out and probably not working out for his favor he decided to play that villain role up a little bit more. Like I felt like he decided to turn on whatever TV mode that he was in and try to turn it up a notch for the cameras. And it, it, it's not hitting as he expects it to. And it's just not coming across as genuine in any kind of way. Like I don't mind people coming on TV and trying to be the villain, but make it believable, make it in your personality make it yourself and that's not what Corey done and it's honestly disgusting because once you get to everyone going around the house saying like why they're gonna choose Corey to be honest he then decides to say that he's been using Big T and Melissa for information so that he can go back to his alliance so that he can basically make them see that they they can trust him and it's like First of all, you're so far gone that you think basically coming in front of a whole house and saying that you're using people is going to make them see that they trust you. I don't know what game you thought that was going to play into, but honestly, you just look like a plum fool. And for all of, I feel bad for Big T, honestly, because I feel like she did genuinely open up to him. You know, we had that whole episode where she came out and they did show a clip of, him talking to her about, you know, chosen family and how that can affect, you know, people coming out and all the other stuff. Like he was honestly having a, what seemed to be a genuine conversation and it may have been a, a genuine one, but now for you to come and sit in everyone's face and say that you were using two people, especially two women, and especially with Corey's track re- record of having interactions with women online, especially trying to get back on the show like Corey I feel like you need to come with another angle when you're trying to do this it's just it's so disgusting and so disingenuous and it's it's not clicking how you want it to and it's just making you look stupid and I'm not sure why he thought that this was going to work I'm not sure why he thought after the fact that this would make them trust him like 
every single time after now, after he said that, I would be going after Corey because there's no way possible. Whenever it's a, a male elimination, Corey's the first person. If you didn't lose, like you're the first person who's going to go in. It's no way that this is going to make everyone be like, oh, no, um, we can't, you know, say not say Corey's name because he showed us that we can trust him. Dude, I feel like that was just disgusting for him to do. It really was. And I just want to know what information were you even telling people? I feel like you weren't telling anybody anything because you literally said everybody else is a tool to him. And his only allegiance was to Jay and Michelle. What information from Big T and Melissa have you told everybody else in this quote-unquote U.S. alliance? Like, you literally just played with some ladies' faces for nothing, for a moment. And it went bad. And then Michelle was like, I don't know if I should be proud or uh, disappointed in how he did this. Like, how he did it was horrible. Like, if you want to try and, like, be loyal to people... Why would you try and, like, go after two people who are already on their own island in the first place and don't have that much pull? That don't make sense. That man just, let me not be emotional about it, but it's just, like, very annoying and frustrating to see him do this when literally they opened up to you, they had opened their arms to you, and you just play in their face and try and say, oh, I'm manipulated them and whatnot. That's not it. It's very weird. I've it's I have nothing really else to say because like I thought I was like oh I'm gonna go in on Corey because it's horrible. You said mainly everything I wanted to say, but it's just every single time he tries to have a moment, it's against a woman, and he doesn't play it smart. He wants to be a villain, but it's bad. You need doing it wrong against the wrong people. At that, because at this point, sorry, because at this point. Of everybody on the show, everybody likes Melissa and Big T, are fans of the show. So you coming at both of them, you're going to get heat online. So if you're going to say, oh, I'm against them, don't then come online and play the victim. Just stand in it and leave it be. Don't act like, oh, they're still their friend. You're not their friend, my guy. You can't do that to people. You literally made them question who you are as a person, not only game-wise, but personally. For sure. I, I just also think that I don't, I'm, again, I'm not sure why he decided to come out in front of everyone at the house to do that. Like he could have had a conversation with Michelle and Jay on the side and been like, hey, like, I know that you guys feel X, Y, and Z about me. You're not sure where I stand, but you know, X, Y, and Z about Melissa and Big T. Like you could have played those cards in front of Jay and Michelle directly instead of doing it in the house. Because honestly, like you said, Michelle, uh, Big T and Melissa were the only people who seemingly had some kind of interpersonal connection with him other than the game. Because I feel like this whole, oh, I'm friends with this person, I'm friends with that person. Everyone's not really friends. Like you guys are friends as you're not friends. Like you guys are make-believe friends in terms of being outside of the house and connecting. Y'all are just networking at the end of the day. Like, I feel like it's just a whole big networking situation that they do outside of the house that they're calling friendship. So the fact that you had those interpersonal um, connections and relationships with Melissa and Big T in the house, like, first of all, that goes a long way than you trying to make up to two people who don't give a shit about you. Because at the end of the day, Michelle and Jay probably would have chose way more other people clearly than these two, than him. 
So it's just like, why would you even decide to go out on a limb like that? Like you were the only vote that was happening. Like that's what's crazy. It's like you were literally the only the only name, the only vote. You were not going to change anyone's mind. So you're just a nasty person. <laughs> like you're a nasty person. Like you said, to go online after the fact and try to double down and make it seem like you're a victim. You're a grown man. Like tuck your nuts and act like a, a, a something because you really are something else. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I was going to say something <laughs> else, but you are something else. Like you are really a piece of work. It was also literally him calling Big T fake and giving her a weird character analysis. And the way that he went at her left the pointing finger. I'm like, you have so much vim for that lady. She didn't do anything in the house that was so bad and horrible in the game. That All that lady was doing is like keeping her cards close. She wanted to make moves, get people out that were strong players. That's all that lady wanted to do. And here you go saying, oh, she's fake. You do this and you mil- you're manipulative, whatever. Sir, why are you going at her for playing her game the way she wanted to? And it was pretty much straightforward. She's not manipulating anybody. She just wants to get the strong people out so she has a better chance to win. You are in this game trying to win money, but you're not trying to take strong people out because your friends are the strong people. So that don't make no goddamn sense. So that's that. So also the last question for that part is, if Corey had an alliance, then why was his name up for consideration in the first place? Settle not, Corey. You should know. If you have an alliance, you should know that you're confident in your alliance, the full-on alliance, that your name is not going to be said. But because you were moving crazy and people don't know where you stand, you're going to be up for elimination. That's just it. Because nobody was looking at Asaf. Nobody was looking for Ed. Because I'd be forgetting Ed is there. That man could have been up. And I like Ed, too. I, I do like Ed. I feel like he's genuine. You know, his whole trope from his initial show on The Circle to being on The Challenge. I like Ed. But Ed gives absolutely dog shit nothing. So the fact that they're not looking at anyone else but you, clearly you're on an island by yourself. And Ed, please, I, I that whole moment with him and Big T and Melissa in the club and he was like, oh, I'll be in an alliance with you guys and basically just lying to their face and being like, I already have my alliance. If you don't win a challenge, Ed, you're the first one to go. Sorry. Like, I I don't know where you thought you, like, where your ranking was at, but you have to play well for people to even consider you high up. So let, let's relax on the big team, Melissa. Hate. Yeah. So over overwhelmingly, the vote is for Corey. And he felt horrible that nobody defended him. But rightfully so, because you look crazy. And he was like, if that was someone else that I was supposed with, I would have done so. Well, this was just blown up in everybody's faces. So what can they do? So that's that. We have now Corey and Emmanuel, who are going to be in Serena, who will possibly face one of the veterans. However, we see the King of Chaos and Devin come out in the arena. And everybody cheered for him. He had to decide to do the draw. And he got the blank one. Because obviously, when you get the blank one, you don't know what's going to happen. And in this case, Devin had the case to choose any of the men who were not named Horacio or Kylan to come down. Which finally, I feel like we've been waiting to see what the third one was. Because the first two weeks, obviously, we got a name that was chosen. But Devin has been proven to show that he can clearly pick a draw really well. 
So this turned out in the favor of not only production, but also for Devin coming in the house and trying to pick someone new. And it was funny to see Devin's assessment in terms of who he was going to pick because obviously Emmanuel and Corey were down there. So they thought it was just only them two. Again, I don't know why everybody felt so safe in terms of this game because it is chaos at the end of the day. And just because you haven't seen the third draw happen, does that mean that you're in the clear? So everyone who was so like, oh my gosh, no one's safe up here. No shit, Sherlock. It's the reason why you're not safe at all. Like, (laughs) that's just what it is. That's what's going to happen. But Devin was looking up, trying to see like who he was going to pick. You know, he was looking at Lord Farquaad, aka James, and he looked at Cal and he's like, uh, okay. And I think Michelle... Michelle stated in her tweets after the fact that um, she told Devin not to pick Callum, but Devin decided to really be chaotic and and choose Callum. And I was here for it, to be honest, because I felt like Callum or James should have been down there to begin with. But now Devin had the opportunity to really turn it up. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. The way that he chose Callum and Michelle was, he was fuming. Fuming. You like you did not just choose a man I'm close with. I told you not to do that. You did it anyways. But I'm like, hey, it's the name of the game. Nobody saved. He looked up there like he was like, I see faces up there that look very comfortable that I don't know. I'm gonna shake shit up basically, and I'm a big Callum. I respect it. This is what this game is for. This is what this section of the game is for. It's chaos. Nobody was safe. So good on them for picking Callum. I didn't think he would. I thought it would probably been somebody else, not James either. Granted, like he was eyeing James too. There are other people up there that could have gotten a lick, but that was it. So basically, Corey and Emmanuel are off the hook with Callum now in the arena. And with the pot still sitting at 396k, Devin could take the 10k if he wins. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly not surprised he didn't choose anyone else. Like I feel like Devin knew he was coming in to do sort of like a puzzle-based challenge just because that's Devin's strength and they seem seemingly try to put the strengths for the mercenary champion to come in and beat the people. So I'm sure Devin was like, I can I can meet any of these fools if I wanted to. He almost did it. He almost <laughs> did it. But I felt like Devin felt strongly enough in his game in terms of him coming in and being able to beat any of them. It would have been a good quote-unquote story for him to come in and beat Emmanuel again because I feel like he could have mm-hmm. probably uh gotten Emmanuel back like he could have beaten him another time but I'm here for the Callum mix-up honestly and Michelle Michelle was so butthurt we, and we didn't dive into it as we shouldn't have but Michelle and Callum going on dates Michelle and Callum in the hot top Michelle and Callum Michelle and Callum Michelle and Callum, Michelle and Callum. Michelle and Callum listen at this point Callum told us episode one he had a girlfriend at home. So Michelle's just been looking dumb week after week. Week after week, Michelle is looking stupider and stupider and stupider as they fucking come. And finally, we got rid of Michelle and Callum looking stupid on TV. Because <laughs> Michelle really blew mine this week because she was like, I feel like he can fit in with my family so well. Like my mom, my brother, my sister. Like he can. I'm just like, bro, th- he don't need a visa. Like, why are you so with this man? <laughs> Please. This is not love island. I'm so sorry. You you you're acting like you're on love island with that man. And you're this is not that. This is a challenge. You've only known this man for a few weeks. 
I was gonna say something. You know what? I'm I'm gonna, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold it until we get off air because I have I have a question to ask about Michelle, but I don't want to do this. Anyway, let's move on to Callum and Devin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um Callum and Devin are playing totally mental where they must place 10 crates of miscellaneous items in the line, then count the contents of each crate and arrange the crates in numerical order based on the counts. The first player to correctly order all 10 crates will win. And immediately, Devin being stupid, he dragged his crate and it fell, the contents of it fell out. And that was a big contender mistake um, in his words. But Cal was really quick to get his boxes in order and then start off with his counting but Callum was being very calm for the most part he was really like in his own zone until we got to having to count them and people were starting to yell out help for him which okay we always say this but like why are people yelling to help other people but in this instance why are you counting so loud like Callum had to look back at one point and ask like where are we at just because he's counting in his head and y'all are counting out loud as if it's a sesame street and it's so much noise happening and confusion that no one is really like focused on like what they're doing because everyone is yelling and having an opinion it's honestly annoying i would have been everyone shut up <laughs> like everyone be quiet i'm not sure how everyone is just going to be this is not kindergarten. Like, we don't need to be all counting out loud. Everyone, zip it up. Be quiet. Be cool. Once he counts it, he can move on to the next one. But the whole everyone counting in unison for Callum was just so irritating to see. And yet, y'all, every single time, y'all just get on this damn platform and just start yelling and screaming. It's just, it's irritating. But nonetheless, I think Devin, Devin cheating off of Callum was actually funny, too, because... <laughs> <laughs> like Callum seemed like he was so much further ahead in terms of counting his crates and Devin at one point just was like he saw how fast and so much ahead Callum was that he just was like you know what you have the same contents in your crates obviously it's going to be the same number let me just look in your crate and see what you got going on what's your number like he basically cheating like yeah so what number you get <laughs> all right cool I'm gonna write it down too and I'm just like, I, I can't be mad at it. It's Devin. Like, it is, it's seemingly fitting for him to cheat like that. But then once Devin checked, I was like, I think he got it wrong. And of course, TJ was like, he got it wrong. Callum checked. Callum got it wrong. So now they're going back and forth, back and forth. Check, 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 check. Trying to see who can get it the fastest. And I really thought Callum had it. Like, I really thought Callum was going to get the win in this in this elimination because I'm like you know what he seems like he's gonna try to calm himself down and he's recounting you know each of the crates but Devin ended up taking it like and that was it for Callum and honestly uh he should have kicked that thing that came out of Devin's crate a little further like I would have chucked it and threw it somewhere else like he kicked it a little too close to home like I would have threw it out of bounds and just I'd have threw it when he wasn't looking you know what I mean? Like, because if you're one off, you're losing. So I think for next time, Callum, like, play a little dirtier. Yeah, I'm expecting that a little bit too. Like, get a, get a little tussle. I know y'all was on one, on separate sides of the arena, but y'all, y'all started the same part. 
we could have had a little fight in the middle, you know? And I wouldn't mind it. But Devin having to go back and recount that one really helped him out. But Callum wasn't that much far off. Like, he was only two pieces or two points away. Like, it was actually really close. And I really commend Callum for even, like, sticking to it. Like, he was very poised throughout of it. At points, yeah, he did get a little anxious because everybody was yelling for him to help him. But he really, like, had a good matchup with Devin. Like, he kept up with him, at least. So I- I'm glad that he put up a good fight. For sure. And, I mean, now it's another strong player out for well, strong players. Very conservative word here. I'm, you know, being very nice. But, you know, they have a person now who had a good chance of, you know, beating any of those U- U.S. guys out of the competition. James's number is gone down once again. And Michelle is left lonely and dry after this situation happening, which I find to be funnier. But do have to mention how Devin was trying to be a messy biatch. And basically, he saw how Mariah and James were interacting. And he was like, well, I would have chose James if I had known. Because he kind of saw that Mariah and James were close. And he was like, you know, I don't think the banana man knows about this. So, you know, I probably should have chose James. And it's just like, first of all, mind your own penis. Like, why are you worried about bananas and what he got going? It's like, come on now. Things like that make me not want to have Devin back on the show because he does (laughs) things like that. Where it's just like, you're too concerned about other things and you need to be concerned about yourself. Congrats on the win. Congrats on the 10K. I think you could take that home and the information you found out. Take it home and sleep on it. You know what I mean? Don't worry about what other people got going on. Well, he took it home, and that's how people found out. Bananas found out that Mariah was messing with James. Because that after once Devin went and he noticed, he went back and told the banana man. The banana man was crying, blocked that lady, unfollowed her, whatever. Then when she came out, I don't know if she's unblocked or unfollowed. But that's what happened when that happened on the show. Like when they were filming, Devin found out, went back and told that man, and that man was crying on the internet. So that's how that that little hookup got exposed. Again, mind what you got going on in your own home. Like you could have at least just held that information to yourself, and I mean you could have shared it in your group chat or whatever. But you didn't need to. I feel like he did it maliciously, and bananas and Mariah weren't even a thing. Like they weren't a couple. They were just hooking up, essentially. It was very casual. So the fact that you felt so compelled to go and tell somebody else's business, you're just a messy, a messy woman, Devin. Now, I know. Now I wonder, <laughs> when Tori comes, cause, and we saw in a preview that she found out about Mariah and James, and she was very shocked. But I don't, and now I'm like, oh, either Devin tried to tell her, but I told Bananas, but Tori was very shocked later on when she comes in, in the season. So we'll see how that plays out again with them pushing this Mariah Bananas thing going on. But <laughs> with that, we're going to get into the tweet. Oh, also real quick, with 10K in Devin's pocket, the pot for the win is now down to $386,000. So hopefully they can make some of that up later on. But if they continue to lose people, that's going to go down to at least three fifty. I bet you that. So, yeah. We're going to get into the tweets now, where we start off, Mariah not risking falling in the water because of her $13,000 nose job. 
she's definitely been rewatching seasons because not only Olivia and James, but I forget that lady that early in one of the early seasons, shit, her boobs got messed up. End of challenge. It makes sense. I, I don't remember who, but again, if you already know you coming in with new work, just take a just take a break. Yeah. From Kylan himself, what UK US alliance are we talking about? Y'all voted in two US members back to back to start my near begging we don't. You don't got pull. Let's just say that. Yeah, um your, your number doesn't count. <laughs> uh I hate to say it, Kylan, but they're not listening to you. Mm-mm. I love Horacio, but he needs to start being more cutthroat and stop putting bad percent of people into the nation. Say Emmanuel's name with your whole chest. Please. Or just say anything with your whole chest, because it sounds like you just be mute. Yeah. From Big T. Regarding Corey, I have nothing to say. You can't fight crazy, and quite frankly, his tone and delivery of how he attacked Mel and I was aggressive, and I have never been spoken to by a quote-unquote man like that in my life. Oh, apart from the same from the time he screamed at me in thirty-seven. Uh, Corey's just again messy, 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 and disgusting. Also from Big T, I didn't realize Emmanuel had issues with me, but I guess this is a trend for people. This is the nastiest and most boring cast I've ever worked with. Emphasis on nasty isn't boring. Heavy on that, Tula, because these people suck. And then the last tweet is from Dr. Laurel Stuckey, uh, DVM. Corey initially, I'm going to just read Corey's response, not the whole thread. Social media is what's ruining reality TV. It's not like it used to be because we get constantly abused online for being ourselves and making mistakes. So many cast members are afraid to say or do anything while filming. Dr. Laurel Stuckey replies, We had social media when I first started. We also had forums that tore our assets apart. They were ruthless. Maybe because it social media people... Oh, maybe... Sorry. Maybe it's because social media are people's lives now. The hate disappears if you put down your phone. So, sign out and put down the phone. She's right. Like, if you can't take it, log off. It, it's not real. It's not a real place. You can walk out in the real world and not interact with any of those people that are online in your messages in your comments because half the time the people who are quote-unquote hating on you if they see you in person they'll ask you for a picture and they'll never say anything to your face so it's not real Corey just tries to again make it seem like he is hated because i don't know he just shows himself to be a shitty person and you're mad because people are hating on you Maybe if you don't come on TV and act the way you do, people would respect you more and have nicer things to say about you. But again, you don't. So this is what we have with Corey. But yeah, this is this week's wrap up and episode discussion. Thank you guys for listening. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Doodle Lines Pod. You can follow Megan at Literally Megs. You can follow myself at Ace underscore S5. And you can watch us on YouTube at Doodle Lines Pod. We'll be back next week to discuss episode eight. It, get a, it gets a little bit juicier next week, guys, with Raven and Melissa going at it. So hopefully we get some good, good up, good up drama going on next week. But thank you guys. Happy December. <laughs> they throwing drinks. I'm here for it. As long as, it's not, if it's not Josh throwing drinks, it's a woman throwing drinks. And I love that to see that. So I'm excited to see <laughs> what that drama comes next week. But also, I wanted to say happy three-year anniversary to us and the show. 
thank y'all for listening to us every week talk about I don't want to call it trash, but it's become trash. But it's been a fun delight. <laughs> yes, it's been delight and delightful at times. <laughs> so thank you guys again for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, to discuss more of the challenge. See you guys. Bye. Bye.